This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, <clears throat> good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Baruchem Habayim. Welcome everyone. We continue to... In Daf HaShavua, Masech Tuxubas, Daf Nun Ches. Why Daf Nun Ches? Because this week is Parshas Noyach, so of course it's going to be Nun Ches. <laughs> Not bad, right? Not bad. <laughs> right? What's the likelihood of that happening? Okay. Daf Nun Ches for Parshas Noyach. The Gemara was discussing Midai um, Raisa, a woman who is in Arusa, could eat Shuma for husbands of Kayin. Because in Arusa's Kenyan, Kasvai. Bikoyen ki yikne nefesh, Kenyan, Kasvai. And in Arusa's a Kenyan, Kasvai. So why, in fact, is she Enoi Cheles? So Ula said, because he might feed her Chuma and she'll give it to her siblings. Rav Shmuel Barahuda said, no, we're afraid, we're afraid that, um, that he might find a mum, a hidden mum, and therefore um, it might nullify the Kedusha in Lamafreya, and it will turn out that she's eating chuma unlawfully. Dr. Asi, you missed the most important part of the shir, that the reason it's Daf Nun Ches for Parshas Nayach. Okay, that was, uh, that was the big Chiddush of the night. Okay, so the Gemara wants to know what's the Navkamina between Ula... And Rosh Hashanah what's an Afkamina of the reason why she can't eat Shuma is because of Shamayim Zgula Kaisa or Misham Simpain. Says Gemara, Rabbi Tarfay Noimer, Noisnin La Hakoyal Shuma. Oh, I'm sorry. So Gemara says, Bain Lamar, Bain Lamar Loyacha. Both according to both opinions, she doesn't eat shuma as an arusa. My benayu. So Gemara says three nafkaminos. Ikabenayu kibel. Let's say the guy says, "I'm a kabel upon myself." Well, any mumen. So now there's no chashash of simpain that he'll nullify the marriage, but there's still chashash that she'll give it to her siblings. Masar. Another nafkamina is if the father gave her over to the agents of the husband, or the halach, or the agents of the father, went with the agents of the husband. So there's no... So in the case, one more time, in the case where the husband, in the case where the father gives her over to the agents of the husband, where the agents of the father go with the agents of the husband, there's no chash that she might give to drink to her brothers or her siblings or her sisters, but there is a chash that he might find a hidden mum. Therefore, <clears throat> um, therefore, that these would be two nafkaminas between Ula and Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda. Whether the reason is Misham Shama Yimzugula Kais or Simpain. If it's because of Simpain, it's not a chashash if he was Makabalet. If it's Shama Yimzugula Kais, it's not a chashash if she's no longer in her father's house. Now the Mishnah brought a very interesting machlekes. Whether I don't have this in my uh, booklet, it's in, it's in the last four blot. But uh, the the Mishnah brought a machlekes. How much truma do we give her? 
How much chuma do we give this woman? So, Rav Tarfan says, we give her everything chuma. Rav Kiva says, half and half. So what exactly is this machlekes? Says Gemara, Rav Tarfan Oymer, Noisin Laha Kol Chuma, Amar Abaye, Machlekes Vebas Koyen Lekoyen. The Machlekes <coughs> is the daughter of a Koyen to a Koyen. Avo Bebas Yisrael Lekoyen. But the daughter of a Yisrael to a Koyen, Devrei HaKoyel, Mechzachulon O Mechzachuma. Now this is a very interesting halacha. What does it mean half truma and half chulan? You see, even a woman who's entitled to eat truma, she can only eat truma when she is tahar. When she's tameh, when she's anida, she can't eat truma. So uh, the machloikis between Rav Tarf and Rabbi Kiva. Rav Tarf says everything is truma. Rabbi Kiva says half and half. The machloikis is the daughter of a kohen to a kohen. So the daughter of a kohen to a kohen, Rashi explains, she's expert. She's proficient in guarding the truma, and at a time of the month that she's Tameh, so she'll sell it for money and she'll buy chulen. She'll know to sell it. But a bas Yisrael to a Kayin, she's not going to know that when she's Tameh, she needs to sell the truma. So since she's not going to know, therefore we say that we have to give her half and half. When she's Tameh, she gets chulen, and when she's Tahar, she gets truma. So the machloikas of whether all truma or half and half is only by Abbas Kayin Lakayin. So there, Rav Tarvin says, give her everything because she'll know what to do with it when she's Tameh. And Rabbi Kiva says, no, she still won't know what to do with it. But when she's, if she's Abbas Yisrael, everybody agrees she won't know what to do with it when she's Tameh, so we give her half half. The Amar Abaye Abaye says further. How does that help? How does that help? I mean, if she doesn't know, then she can still eat truma when she's in either, just because she has food. We don't give her truma then. That time of the month, oh. we don't oh. give her truma. We give her only chulen when she's in either. That's that's what it seems um, Abaye is saying. That on, the machloikis is when she's a Basque, if she's a Basque Israel, we'll only give her truma during the time of the month she's tahar. Uh-huh. Could, also be, could also be advantage because we always like to a Cohen to get married to a Cohen, so that would be also another advantage, a push for a Cohen to marry another Cohen, a daughter of a Cohen to make it easier on them. So that's like an, an incentive. Would you say or no? You mean the incentive? You mean want to, we want to reward a Cohen? We want to incentivize a Cohen to marry a Bas Cohen. So we say, if you marry Baskoyin, she'll be able to eat truma the whole time. It's you'll be able to give her truma the whole time. It's going to be uh, yeah, right. But it seems like it has to be that we could trust her with it, and the reason we could trust her is because she's she has a proper upbringing in how to treat truma because she's a Baskoyin, right? But a Bas Yisrael, everyone agrees half and half. But a bas kain to a kain, there's a tzad, Rav Tarfan's tzad, you could give her all, truma is only a bas kain le kain. But Abayik further qualifies this. But Rabbi machloikis by arusa. The machloikis is only by an arusa, bas kain le kain. Avo a woman who's in a sua, divriyakal mechza chulan and mechza chuma. Everyone agrees, half chulan and half chuma. Why? Because 
Because we're talking about a Nesua that the husband doesn't live with her in the same house. Back in the day, they didn't necessarily live in the same area. It was a, it was a marriage by arrangement, right? But she would live in her house. So we would not give her all chulen. You know why? Because if she's going to be in her house as an Asua, she's not going to be able to sell it, even though she knows she has to. But a married woman, it's not honorable for her to go out into the marketplace. Women don't go shopping, as everybody knows. Shopping is not meant for women. It's a well-known principle that women don't go shopping. It's not, it's not tzniyos. Who ever heard of a woman that goes shopping? I never heard of such a thing. So since it's not um, common for a woman to go shopping, she was, she was typically sequestered in the house, so we have to give her chulen for her days of tumah. Um, says the Gemara, Tanya Namihach. We learned in a price like this as well. Rav Tarfan Oimer Noisin Lahakol Truma. Rav Tarfan says we give her entirely Truma. Rav Kiva Oimer Mechza Chulin O Mechza Truma. Ba'med Dvar Ma'murim. When is a supply of Abbas Kain Lakain? Abbas Yisrael Lakain. Abbas Yisrael to Lakain. Divrei Akal Mechza Chulin O Mechza Truma. Everyone agrees half Chulin, half Truma. Ba'med Dvar Ma'murim. Ba'arusa. When does the supply buy in Arusa? Avo Benesua. But by Nesua, Divrei Hakoel, everybody agrees, Mechza Chulen or Mechza Chuma. Half and half. Okay? So that's basically what Abaye just taught, we found in Abraisa. Now we're bringing a third opinion. Rabbi Yudam and Maseir Oimer, Noisen Lashte Yodah Shel Chuma, Fiacha Shel Chulen. We give her two thirds Chuma and one third Chulen. Not half and half, but two-thirds truma and one chulen. Mm. So what does this mean? Review the members say you're saying what? Two thirds teruma and one one third chulen. You give her two thirds truma and one third chulen. That's all she needs when she's when she's tummy. All she needs when she's tummy is what one third chulen. So who does Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseira agree with? Really? Why? Because she's she's Tahar more of the month than she's Tame? I think so, yeah. Okay. So you give her, according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseira, two-thirds Truma, one-third Chulen. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Noisin Lahakot Truma, Rabbi Yudha says you give her entirely truma. Rabbi Yudha says you give her everything truma. And she sells it and she buys with its value chulen. So what's the difference between Rabbi Yudha 
and Rav Tarfain, because Rav Tarfain also says, you give her everything Shuma. So Rashi explains, according to Rav Tarfain, whatever amount of Chulin she deserves, you give her that amount of Shuma. I, what if she needs to sell it? And if she sells it, everybody knows that Shuma commands a much a lower price than Chulin. So if she's going to sell the Shuma, she's going to get um, not so much value. She can't marry, she can't purchase an equal number of chulen. But according to Tarvin, that's okay, because we basically say, "Hey, lady, maybe give it, give the truma to your father, give it to someone who's allowed to eat truma. He'll give you an equal number of chulen." Because even though the market value of truma is not the same as chulen, so if we're giving her entirely truma. At the time she's going to have to sell it, she'll never be able to get that amount of chulin. Chulin is always more expensive than truma because uh, chulin anybody could eat. Truma has a very limited demand. But we say, lady, go figure, find someone who's going to buy that truma for the price that you could get chulin. That's tarifying. Rabbi Huda says, no, you give her a little bit more truma so that if she has to sell it, she could command for that sale the amount of chulen that she needs to eat. Meaning you don't give her the amount of chuma she needs to eat. You give her, you know, you know, in other words, you don't say, well, how much chulen does she need to eat? We'll give her that amount of chuma because she cannot sell the chuma to get that amount of chulen. You give her enough added chuma that she could buy the amount of chulen that she needs to eat. Rav Shem Gamliel Oimer, no. It's not enough to do that because she might not be able to easily find a buyer. You're right, if she checks around, she'll probably find a buyer. But we need to make things as easy as possible. So we want to give her a ton of truma so she could sell it for really cheap and get easily the amount of chulen she needs. Whenever truma is mentioned, we give her double the amount of that of chulen that she needs. My benayah, what's the difference between Roshim Gamli and Rabbi Yehuda? Ika benayah tircha. The difference is, <coughs> the bother that she has to go through. The difference is, the bother she would have to go through. Now, um, meaning according to Rabbi Yehuda, we say, lady, we're giving you more truma than chulen. You could pretty much easily find a buyer. But Rishon Gamliel says it's not enough to easily find a buyer. We want to make it like there's no challenge at all. So we're going to give you a ton of truma so you could sell it for really cheap so that the prospect of finding a buyer is uh, without any question at all. Okay. Now, the Mishnah made a very interesting statement. The Mishnah said... That if the twelve months pass, Oichles Mishaloiva Oichles Vichuma. The Mishnah says the Yavam is not Michael Herbert Shuma. Says the Gemara, Hayavam ain't a Michael Bachuma, my Taima. Kenyan Kasbaya Marachman. It says, the purchase of your money. This is not Kenyan Kaspai. This is the purchase of your brother. 
So when she falls to Yavam, the Yavam, she's not the Kenyan Kaspoy of the Yavam. To the Yavam, she's the Kenyan Kaspoy of the Yavam's brother. So even if the Yavam was a Kayin, and she ate Shuma by the Yavam, when the Yavam dies, she has to stop, and the fact that she's Zakuk, sorry, if she was married to a Kayin, and she was eating Shuma married to the Kayin, when the Kayin dies, she has to stop eating Shuma, even though she falls to another Kayin. The Zika to a Kayin would not allow her to continue to eat Shuma. Says the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, if she does six months before the husband and six before the Yavam, even 12 months minus a day before the Baal and one day before the Yavam, or all before the Yavam, except for one day before the Baal, she doesn't eat Chuma. So the Gemara asks, Now that we say, then in front of the husband, 12 months Now that 12 months in front of the husband, minus one day doesn't allow her to eat Shuma, then do you need to say 12 months in front of the other minus one day does not allow her to eat Shuma? Um, says the Gemara, now in front of the husband, she can eat Shuma. If it was missing a day, doesn't it go without saying that she can't eat Shuma if she falls before the Yavam? The style of the Mishnah is, we say a bigger Chiddush, and then it goes without saying, we don't need to say the smaller Chiddush. But what is it coming to teach us here? I mean, it's already, it's, it's pretty clear. What What is it coming to give us additional? So, so yeah, exactly. That's Sigmar's Kasha. And the answer is, that sometimes the Mishnah uses a style that um, hear this halacha, and of and it, and of course the next halacha that we already know by now. That's just the way the Mishnah is written. Exactly. In other words, it's not adding anything. Why does it do it that way? It's it's called the style of zuve ein marzukatani. This and this is not needed to. Once I had the for a, b is not needed to say. So why did it say it? That's the style. Why is that a style? I don't know. Maybe if you know, there's an idea. First Yisrael writes in Erchin that sometimes the Gemara will say, "Ask a kasha," and the Gemara will say, "Chesuri mechzor." It's missing words. So, so why did it? Why did it miss words? So he says that there was an, a tune. The Mishnayos had tunes to help you remember. So. The words were taken out to fit the tune. Is that the reason for this style? I don't know. I never saw that anywhere, but there's sometimes certain considerations. Also another consideration the Shlach Kaddish brings that the original body of the Mishnah was much larger and Rebbe condensed it. So, But Rebbe did not take out words. So it could be in the original body of the Mishnah that line was needed. But when Rebbe condensed it, he, he did it, he couldn't tamper with it. So, could be, you know, that could be another consideration. But I never, you know, I don't know that to be the case. Fine. Says the, the, the Mishnah ended off, 
this whole Mishnah is Mishnah Rishayna. This Mishnah, that when a woman, when 12 months pass, she could eat Truma, this is Mishnah Rishayna. Mishnah Achroyna says a woman can't eat Truma until she enters to Chuppah. So you have to understand there are a few steps over here. Really, Midairaisa, a woman who's an Arusa could eat Truma. Why doesn't she? Ula says, because Shema Yimzulah Kais. Rabbi Yudamar, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yehuda says, because of Simpine. So therefore, we have to wait till what? We have to wait till Higiyah Hazman. So, according to the Mishnah Rishayna, when the time came for Nesuin, she could eat Truma. But then Mishnah Achroina came and said, no, she can't even eat then. So the Gemara wants to know, why can't she eat when the time comes for Nesuin? Says the Gemara, Zu Mishnah Rishayna, my time, Amar Ula, Ula said, V'itamer of Shmo Bar Yuda, Mishum Simpain. Because, still, if the time comes for the Chuppah, even though she was not Nechnesa she he might find a mum. So that's why, Midoy Raisa, she could eat from Erisin. The Rabbanon said not, either because of Shemi Yimzul Kais or Simpain. But then, they further said, it's not enough to wait till Higia Hazman, but you have to wait till the actual Chuppah. So the Gemara says, Bishlam Ula, Bishlam according to Ula, Kamaisa, the reason why Midairai says she doesn't eat from Erisin is Shemi Yimzul Kais. She might feed it to her siblings, Vesavia. Ubas Raisa, and the reason why we don't even allow her to eat Shuma once Higia's man comes, that's for a new reason. Mishum Simpain. Because he might find the mum. Meaning, according to Ula, we can understand why each stage was pushed off in two different stages. First, we pushed off her eating Shuma from Erosin because of Shami Yimzula Kais. She might feed it. We pushed it off till the scheduled date of marriage. But then we said, no, we can't even let, let you eat Shuma from the day you're scheduled to get married because until you actually go to the Chuppah, maybe he'll find a mum. But Elul of Shobar Yehuda, the reason we pushed it off from Erisin is because you might find a mum. So for that very reason, we should have pushed it off from Higia Hazman. Why was there, why is it a two-stage process if it was pushed off for the same reason? The first push-off is because of possibility of a mum. The difference is in external examination. Meaning, the first opinion, the Mishnah Rishayna, who just pushed it off from Erisin until the scheduled time for Nesuin, said, look, if we're worried about him finding a mum, then at the time of uh, the scheduled Nesuin, he'll have his relatives do an external examination and make sure she doesn't have a mum. But then it was later pushed off to Chuppah because the Mishnah Chorina holds an external examination is not thorough enough. Maybe when he actually lives with her, he'll find she has an internal mom. So that's, they're basically, even within Simpine, there were two stages. First we said, an Arusa can't eat because you might find a mom. 
And we thought we rectified that because at the time that it's Higiyaz Manlin will do an external examination. That will take care of any issues. And then we realized, you know what? It still might not take care of all the issues. Okay, so we're up to the Mishnah and hopefully we'll do Noyach Amad Beis tomorrow night, okay? Rabbi, quick question. This would only apply to Teruma, but regular food, he, she would, he would be required to give it to her? But what if he finds a move? So he doesn't say, well, give me back my money. Can we say that or no? What, what's her concern here? That she's going to be, one, is she eating to the mouth, which she should not be eating? Right, right. The concern is she's illicit, eating a food that she's not allowed to eat. So you're saying, right, but, but what about, could he, if he does find the mum, could he demand compensation for the food she ate? That he gave her that was not good amount. Can he can he request payback? <laughs> good question. Good question. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Okay. You sound much better, Rabbi. I'm trying to ask you a lot of questions. Yeah, no, that's good. You know I sound better? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.